Hello and welcome to At Home with Ashley G. I'm Ashley Gronwald, a real estate agent, mother of three, living in Raleigh, North Carolina with my husband Jed. I hope you'll join me as we discuss all things that begin in the home, such as family, marriage, faith, parenting, organizing, and plus a sprinkle of real estate. I look forward to building a community with you as we navigate the joys of owning a home and making it our safe haven for our family. Because home is where it all begins. Hi everyone, it's Ashley Grunwald with Hunter Row Real Estate and I have Lauren Abrahamian here with me. And thank you so much for joining me, Lauren. It's gonna be a fun conversation we're gonna have. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Of course. So Lauren is a nutritional nutritional therapy practitioner. Yes. <laughs> okay, I said it right. Awesome. So she works, which is such a cool profession, just with postnatal, prenatal moms to make sure they're getting the proper nutrition. Is that accurate in a nutshell? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So I know so many people listen um, that are moms or will be moms, and I think they'll really value what you have to share. So I didn't even know that this profession existed. So I think this is so cool. Um, so I want to ask you all the questions that I have from my past pregnancies and um, hopefully you can help some other ladies as well. And Lauren and I became friends because I got to help her buy a house, sell a house, and then build a new house, <laughs> all these new things. So we've been friends from that realm um, and never got into this part, but you'd mentioned it at one point when we were going through the process and I thought, I want to hear more about it. So here we are today. Yes. And our time will go fast. It always does. So I just want to jump in. Um, but do you want to tell us anything more about you, your family, your kiddos? Yeah. So, I mean, like you said, uh, my name is Lauren. I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner. Um, I'm a mom of two. Uh, our daughter, Charlie, just turned two last month. And then we have an almost four-month-old um, boy. His name is Luca. So I definitely have my hands full all in a really awesome way. Um, but I have my own nutrition practice. It's called Well Womanhood. And basically, kind of like you said, I just get to work with women and use nutrition to empower some of the biggest milestones of womanhood. I love that. And and I love the, how you said you're really busy, but doing the things you love. Like sometimes, you know, when I tell people about my kids, they're like, oh, you're busy. And I'm like, oh, yeah, but I'm doing everything I love. Like I'm not complaining. It's like the best juggling act there ever could be. Yeah, so, for sure. But part of that juggling act is nutrition. So that's such a cool topic that we're going to dive into. And I think it can be often put on the back burner for moms for themselves and then not taking care of themselves, not because they're not trying to, but just because they might be overwhelmed with life and taking care of infants, working, whatever it is. So what other than the nutshell that I put this into, what is prenatal postpartum nutrition? Yeah. So, I mean, I would say first and foremost, I am an advocate for women's health. Um, but I specialize in naturally nourishing um, pregnancy, postpartum, breastfeeding, birth and babies using um, traditional wisdom that's also been backed by modern science and evidence-based research. So I understand the you know, optimal nutrition that's required to support um, maternal health and growing babies at each stage. Um, but I also recognize and honor the fact that you know, we as individuals have these unique nutritional needs. Um, so that not only allows me to support women during you know, some of these most transformational times, um, but really optimize their individualized health and wellness along, along the way. And I just like 
I'm thinking of all these different milestones or mile markers of life, whether that's getting pregnant, you know, nursing, Mm -hmm. having multiple children, just all of these changes that are happening within our body and the different needs that we have. So I think there's definitely a, a, a strong need for this. And I wish that the topic was brought up more so that it could help maybe moms that are struggling in this area. But then my next question is, how did you get into this field? It's so specific. And was it something when you were a little girl, you thought, this is what I want to do? Or did it evolve into adulthood? Yeah. Um, actually, when I was a little girl, I wanted to be a dolphin trainer. So this is really nothing to do, to do with it. Um, but I've always been like fascinated um, just by nutrition and the way that our bodies can utilize nutrients from the food we eat. Like, I just think that's incredible. Um But ironically, I I never really took that aspect of my health um, seriously until I started experiencing some health issues of my own. Um, So prior to conceiving our daughter, um, my husband and I struggled with infertility for several years. Um, And it was really during that time that I realized just how healing food can actually be. Um, And so when we finally got pregnant, I feel like we almost kind of hit this roadblock like, we achieved our goal, we put in the work, but now what? Um, and so I remember like when I found out we were pregnant, I I used Google for everything. So I, I'd be embarrassed to like go back and look at it, like my search history, um, just because I know I was looking up things like, you know, am I taking the right prenatal vitamin? Mm-hmm. Um, what foods should I be eating? Are there foods that I can't have? You know, is that one cup of coffee a day? Like, does that mean I can't have that? Um, And then, you know, as the trimesters progressed, it was like, okay, so now how do I prepare for birth? How do I take care of myself afterwards? And then, you know, what do you do with this new life in that first year um, of having your baby? Um, So I knew I couldn't be the only woman who was like feeling that vulnerable um, or really kind of unsure of what to expect. So I feel like it wasn't until experiencing all these like first moments with our daughter and, and kind of this, you know, uncharted territory of new motherhood, still researching and studying nutrition along the way. It, it just kind of reinforced this desire to use my background in health and nutrition to help other women like myself um, during this journey into pregnancy and into motherhood. And I mean, you know, the saying, it takes a village to raise kids, which is so true. And I'm finding that out more and more, even with our second baby. Um, But that's really just what I want to be a part of another woman's village, um, you know, to support her, to provide encouragement, um, and really just, like I said, empower the milestones using nutrition to do that. Love it. That's awesome. So I guess my next question would be, are you putting together nutrition plans for expecting moms or nursing moms? What does that look like when you're working with a mom? Yeah, so I do. um, I though, however, like my process is a little bit different um, because I think whether you have a pregnant or postpartum mom, those nutritional demands are going to be a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Um, So I like to be more involved and work one on one with clients. Um, one, so I can just get a better understanding of, you know, their health and wellness vision and, and see if they have any concerns. Um, and then using various tools like a food and mood journal or a nutritional analysis questionnaire, um, through analyzing all of those, those things, I'm able to get a better understanding of, 
of how their body's actually functioning with the specific foods that they're eating. Um, and even see, you know, take a closer look to see if there are any um, body systems or organs that might need additional support. Mm-hmm. Um, so from there, I can make these, you know, bio individual plans or recommendations for dietary changes, lifestyle choices, and nutritional supplementation if that's needed, um, but also provide the you know support and check-ins um, along with that, because I think that that's really important too. Um, but this, it's really an evolving process because I think when you're working with someone who's maybe learning like intuitive eating for the first time, which I know you've talked about in your podcast, which is awesome. Um, and I mean, some people are, you know, starting to cook for the first time or read a food label for the first time. Like all of those things are going to look different for people and they're going to feel different. And so having that flexibility to, you know, re like redirect or take a step back if things aren't working is really important to me. And it's important, I think, in the health industry, because I don't think we get a lot of that like personalized, tailored, you know, specific health things. And now that you've mentioned intuitive eating, since I've become very interested and, you know, passionate about that, is your philosophy along those lines? Like, are you encouraging a nursing mother who feels ravenous. Like I remember thinking I am more hungry now than I was when I was creating a, you know, a child was being woven together in my womb when I was nursing or just the odd different, um, you know, food aversions that come in pregnancy. Are you telling moms to lean into that? Yeah, absolutely. And like we can we can talk more about that in the other questions too but 100% you know i don't like to talk about restricting foods or food groups um granted i'm not working with someone that has some kind of um like sensitivity to it um but yeah i think it's super important i think listening to your body is one of the strongest things that you can do to take care of yourself and it's also um, inexpensive to do that. (laughs) Um, so yeah, I am, I'm all in favor of listening to yourself and intuitively eating. And if you're hungry, eat something. (laughs) So do you find that moms are finding you because they're, they're having an issue and so they're coming for you to help them or is it preventative? Yeah, I think I, I would lean more towards preventative measures. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I've, I have worked with, you know, women in pregnancy who are experiencing those issues, like, um, you know, morning sickness, constipation, building milk supply. But I would say for the most part, it's going to be preventative and just kind of like setting yourself up for later on down the road, you know, just kind of optimizing that health. So what type of advice are you giving moms not to give all away your, you know, your advice, but what are some common things that you're sharing that might resonate with people listening that say, I need more. That's really helpful. Yeah. And this might not be that helpful. So (laughs) hopefully you're not setting up to fail, but I think my best advice is to just do the best you can do. I mean, I know that, you know, for some people, this time is really difficult. Um, and for others, it, it, it can be a breeze. Um, but I think what my best advice would be is to eat high quality food as much as possible. Um, an amount that satisfies your hunger and really, you know, you can hit those fullness cues, um, drink plenty of water and probably rest as much as you possibly can, <laughs> which I know is hard. <laughs> those are such good, like foundational principles that if we're not doing those, it's like you can't build from there. Yeah, exactly. So that's awesome. Um, 
I think one thing that comes up for me, you know, pregnancy wise is just like you're thinking for a baby and you, you know, I, I remember just like some of the guilt of like, oh, I shouldn't be eating this even though I'm craving it because it's not the best thing maybe in my mind for this developing child. Um, but at the same time, like honoring the, the you know, our, our hunger, honoring those kind of taste bud needs or desires, cravings that we're having. So would you speak to that? Like a mom comes to you and is like, I'm trying to listen to my body, but my body's not suggesting Mm-hmm. That I, you know, and I think about the first trimester where a lot of times you're just trying to get food down. It's Absolutely. like, you know, you're not feeling your best. You're like bland as it can be type of thing. But then that's such a pivotal time in the development of the baby too. Mm-hmm. So do you help moms think through that? So they're not guilting themselves into trying to eat things that they just can't stomach. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the last thing I'm going to do is tell some mom who, I don't know, loves like flaming hot Cheetos that she needs to like replace it with kale chips. Like, I'm just not going to do that. I've been there when all I wanted was like peanut butter and jelly. Like, that's it. Um, And so I think like that beginning stage, it's almost kind of like a survival mode, Um, you know, and again, it goes back to the do the best you can do Um, and, you know, have grace on yourself Mm -hmm. and your body. I mean, it's doing tremendous work um, creating life. so, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think with it, when it comes to, um, you know, when you're craving things, sometimes that's actually like researched that, for example, the salt, um, you know how some pregnant women just love pickles. All they mm-hmm. want is a pickle. Um, that's your body actually telling you that you need salt in your diet because you maybe you're dehydrated. And so it's really, you know, your body's sucking out the salt and you need more. You need fluids. Um, so. It, it can kind of be a balance because sometimes when you're craving things, your body's telling you what it needs. Yeah. Um, other times, if it's like, oh, I just want that chocolate donut, it's like, do you want the chocolate donut? Or is it like, you know, sometimes we have this in pregnancy when you're like, oh, I'm pregnant. I can eat whatever I want. I'm right. going to be fine. Um, so it's it's tightrope walking is what it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I definitely love having that conversation too. So what type of foods or meal plans are you often recommending? Is it a common theme? I mean, it sounds like it's very tailored, very specific to each mom, but yeah. any general? Yeah. So like you said, I'm, I'm very mindful that there's, there's not one way of eating that works best for everyone. However, my food philosophy and one that I practice myself is really rooted in nutrient dense whole foods approach. Um, and so that's going to include things like fruits and vegetables, um, complex carbohydrates, healthy fats, um, high quality proteins, and also traditionally fermented foods. Um, and as far as meals go, like you said, it, it definitely does come down to who I'm working with and kind of what their lifestyle looks like. Um, but when I think of the longevity of eating well and living well, um, it's not a quick fix solution and, and it's not a one size fits all thing either. Um, and so I respect and know that everyone has all the things going on all the time, myself included. Um, And so I think it's important to ask the question, you know, how can I make nourishing myself or nourishing my family um, part of my lifestyle? And so for meals that could be, um, you know, batch cooking once a week is easiest for you. That could be making freezer meals. So on the days that you're just busy or you don't feel like cooking, you just pull something out and you know that you have something 
you know, nutritionally wonderful already made. Um, or it could be like you do like to cook and so you double meals so that you have your leftovers for the next day. Um, so it, it takes trial and error um, to find kind of your groove and what works, but, and that's, that's okay. Um, and that's what I'm here for too, is just to kind of like guide during that and, and help you achieve, you know, or set you up for long-term success. So what does it look like when, let's say the spouse doesn't have the same philosophy or you have sensitive eaters or picky eater kids, mm -hmm. um, or there's a dietary intolerance. And so the mom's juggling, okay, Joey's lactose intolerant. Billy is gluten-free and my husband only wants to eat fun food. <laughs> That's my yeah. new word, play food instead of <laughs> junk food. Junk food is moralizing the food. So if it's just fun food, you know, the mom's juggling a lot of things mm -hmm. to consider. And I'm sure you would help walk through that, but any thoughts on how you work with a family very diverse in their needs or wants? Yeah, that's, that's tough. Thankfully, I don't, I don't have to worry about that as much, but I can only imagine how taxing that is, especially when you kind of feel like you're a short order cook, just kind of making everyone what they want. But I think that in a way there has to be several meals that you can go to that, you know, everyone can eat and everybody loves. Um, now, whether it's like deemed healthy or not, um, you can always make substitutions and you can always add things. Mm -hmm. um, so like one of the things that, I mean, I, we really love is eating spinach and spinach is one of the great things that are one of the dark, you know, greens that you can really squeeze into anything because it doesn't have that taste like kale does, for example. Right. So finding ways to take the meals that you love and meals that everyone can enjoy and, you know, tailoring that to making it healthier and making it a little bit more like nutrient dense, I guess. Right. Awesome. And then what are a few staples when you go grocery shopping, you've mentioned complex carbohydrates, mm -hmm. um, you know, high quality proteins, but are there some things that's like every week I'm getting these things at the grocery store? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh, it makes everything so much easier when you have like your go-tos. Right. Um, and, and I like this question a lot because I think sometimes we see cooking or, or finding recipes to be a little daunting because it's like, I don't have any of that. Like I need to go grocery shopping and I don't have time to go grocery shopping. So um, for me, it's all about getting versatile foods and foods that can allow me to stretch that creativity in the kitchen. Um, and so I think a few things that we eat every single week um, besides spinach is going to be eggs. We have eggs every single day. Um, breakfast, you know, putting it into breakfast muffins or, you know, whatever that may be and do full fat canned coconut milk, which mm -hmm. I literally use for everything. Um, coffee, soups, um, any recipe that has like dairy in it, I'll usually substitute with the canned coconut milk. Let's see, sweet potatoes. Everybody likes sweet potatoes. You can make mashed potatoes, do uh, like fries. Um, really great for baby led weaning and your when your babies are learning to eat. Um, we do a lot of citrus fruits like lemons and limes, which are great for sauces and adding flavor to your meals. Um, because again, it's like an inexpensive way to add just another dimension to your food. Awesome. Um, and then say bananas for smoothies and snacks and then nut butters, whether it's peanut butter, almond butter, one of those is already always open, probably sitting on the counter somewhere. <laughs> those are great. Yeah. And I think sometimes just having conversations 
with other moms to get ideas. It's always been helpful to me of like, what do you do for the afternoon snack when you're like, I don't want it to be cookies. Just this, you know, this one time for the kids or whatever, (laughs) or do you have a go-to recipe that is like, you have this every week, you know, if not every other week type of thing. Cause I, I love hearing those things to see yeah. if I can add it to my list. So that's awesome. Yeah. Um, how does postnatal and prenatal nutrition differ? Is it a significant difference? Um, I don't think it's a super significant difference. Um, so with prenatal, um, the nutrients that you are like supplying to your baby that comes from your food. Um, and, your prenatal vitamins as well, but mainly from food. So during that time, you're really focusing on foods that are going to, you know, build solid bones or a strong immune system, healthy tissues and organs, for example. Um, Or you can be using food therapeutically to work through some of those more common complaints, um, like morning sickness, which really could be like an all day sickness. (laughs) Um, but I think what many people don't know is that a woman's nutritional needs are actually higher during the postpartum period than they are at any other time in their life. Um, and I think it's interesting because it's almost like nature has this way of prioritizing baby's needs first. Mm-hmm. Um, so like in pregnancy, you know, you're, like I said, your nutrients are passed directly to your baby during delivery. You need nutrients to recover the energy through the birthing process. And then, you know, afterwards for tissue repair, but then on top of that, your body has this incredibly nutritionally expensive task of making breast milk. Um, so if a breastfeeding mother, you know, isn't getting the nutrients needed to sufficiently enrich her breast milk, her body will automatically deplete her own nutritional stores to Mm -hmm. ensure that the baby's needs are being met. So like, for example, it can take calcium from her bones, um, protein from her muscles, um, or even DHA, which is that omega-3 fatty acid from her brain. So it's very easy for women to become depleted during this time. Mm -hmm. Um, And that I feel like can just kind of scratch the surface of potential health um, concerns down the road. And I don't know, I'm just speaking conversation with you, but I would just wonder if there's any links to that with postpartum depression, possibly of just like being depleted. I think of like when I'm nutritionally deplete, just where it feels foggy, I'm not in a good place and how that could probably not cause the postpartum, but definitely not help postpartum depression. Um, but then the other thing I was thinking about is just, you know, I, I hear moms who say they, they didn't have the gift or ability to breastfeed mm-hmm. their child. They just, weren't able to produce milk. And I'm sure that part of what you do is helping them build a milk mm-hmm. supply and working on that. What would you say just about that topic of being able to nurse or not? Yeah. Um, again, I think however, however way you choose to feed your baby is, mm-hmm. is still loving and it's still caring. Um, however, even if you're not able to breastfeed for a longer period of time, your body still is going to make breast milk. Um, and so that's, it's kind of a tricky topic, um, because not only is your body still create, like still creating breast milk and still thinking that that's what it needs to do. Um, but you still will become a little bit more depleted, whether you decide to breastfeed or not. Um, and it may not be as much, um, or, you know, I guess, depending on the person, it could be a lot. I think it just, it depends. Um. So I don't, I'm not sure that really answers your question. Yeah. 
When I, I remember, you know, cause I wanted to, I teach group fitness before I got pregnant during pregnancy. And then I wanted to teach it afterwards. And I just remember the fear that that would decrease my milk supply. Mm -hmm. Now it didn't for any three of my children, but I think that, I don't know if that's a misconception or that that could, because I guess if you're not getting enough nutrients and then you're depleting it through exercise, then how could your body continue to feed? But, um, that never seemed to be an issue. Do you see that with moms links of them not being able to have the milk supply they want because of exercise? Um, I don't know if I've seen much with exercise. Um, I think, I think there, it's like very multifaceted how a woman can lose, um, you know, milk supply. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen as much with exercise, just that specifically. Right. Yeah. Um, and then do you see a common trend of specific nutrients that post or prenatal moms are lacking when you like, maybe they do that journal or, um, sharing with you what they're eating. Are you like, wow, this is a common thing. They're not getting fill in the blank. Yeah. So I think, so conventional prenatal nutrition guidelines, like ones you're going to hear at the doctor's office, they reflect government dietary guidelines. Um, and currently that really pushes this high carb, low fat diet. Mm -hmm. And that could be, at least for me, a whole nother conversation on its own. Um, and so I think the nutrients that we most commonly see lacking in prenatal diets are going to be things like choline, vitamin B12, DHA, and iron. Um, and naturally those are the ones that you can find in quality proteins and fats. Um, and, and yes, your prenatal vitamin will and should have them. Um, but the most readily available forms of these nutrients for us should come from the diet. Um, so that's really important for postpartum. Our society really puts this big emphasis on bouncing back after you have your baby. Um, and so if we look at, you know, more of a traditional approach, this, that time, that new postpartum phase is really viewed as the fourth trimester. Mm -hmm. Um, And so nourishing yourself and taking care of yourself should be a huge priority, um, especially for healing purposes and breastfeeding moms. Um, So I think a few of the nutrients that are important are that we probably don't get enough of during this time are going to be things like um, collagen building amino acids. And that can be found in your bone broths, your soups, your hearty stews, um, iron in red meats and organ meats, um, and then nutrients like iodine, zinc, choline, DHA, and um, omega-3 fats, which can be in seafood and eggs. Um, And then plenty of warm fluids and electrolytes, considering the amount of fluids that are lost during delivery. But I, I also think it's worth mentioning that the body in postpartum, the body can burn, the woman breastfeeding can burn um, additional 500 calories per day in the first six months of postpartum. So if you're listening to your hunger cues and um, you're experiencing that ravenous hunger, kind of like you mentioned, you'll be fine. But I, I like to remind women that even though you've had your baby, you know, this isn't the time to intentionally try and lose weight quickly. That this new postpartum phase is really important to take care of yourself. And again, you know, build your village and your support team um, and really just literally cannot emphasize it enough, but take care of yourself because 
your baby depends on you and your family will depend on you and you need to be there for yourself before you can be there for everyone else. That's so good. I just read a book that a friend recommended and it did talk about the fourth trimester and I really hadn't spent much time thinking about that and just how our culture doesn't let us really experience that or feel good about that. It's more of bounce back, get back to it. There's not a whole lot of grace for that season, but this thought of it being a fourth trimester, taking care of yourself and all of that is, I think could be really helpful and freeing for moms to not feel the shame of, you know, what our culture and society has put on us. Well, this has been so helpful. Awesome information. I know there's lots of people that would love to get in touch with you. What is the best way to do that, Lauren? Yeah. So you can always contact me through my website, which is well-womanhood.com. There's a contact form on there and it'll get sent straight to my email. Or if you're on social media, on Instagram, my handle is at wellwomanhood. And so you can always direct message me, say hi, or if you have any questions or concerns, my door is always open. Well, that is awesome. Well, thank you, Lauren, for your time today. And I'll be reaching out with questions, I'm sure, because this has been so good and I really appreciate it. And I'll look forward to seeing everybody next week. All right. See you. Thank you for joining me today. And if you connected with something that was said, I hope you will share this with a friend, subscribe and leave a review. Thanks for sharing this journey with me at home where it all begins.